But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, a member of the Pulse Podcast Network, and your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome in, everybody. This is another edition of Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. And this week, um, we're going to break down a lot of different things. Not really a prediction show, but we have a special guest with us, and uh, a guest who's been with us multiple times. We have Eggy from Across the Pond. Eggy, welcome back. Hello, everyone. All right, so um, we're going to run this show like we normally run our show. We're going to hit our first... uh, our first segment, and um, I think today we should just go straight to um, on this day, um, which is today's March 31st. So, uh, on this day, there we go. The cheap, <laughs> the cheap sound effect that Joe hates because I didn't give him enough uh, enough time with. But on this day, March 31st, there are two big events: the first ever WrestleMania, 34 years ago today. Is the first ever WrestleMania. Now, Eggie, when's the first time you've ever watched the first WrestleMania? Oh, that oh, that would have been way after. I think I probably watched WrestleMania one, possibly when I was like twelve, so roughly about Wrestle probably WrestleMania ten time. Okay. Probably watched it about then, and I must say. When you watch, when you grow up watching the kind of newer generation, it's really hard to go back as a youngster and watch the real old WrestleManias. They don't hold up. They don't. I don't think they do. Well, the pageantry in 1980 was a little different than the pageantry of 2019. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the main event, Hogan and T, right? Hogan and Mr. T? Versus Piper. Versus Piper and uh, Orndorff. Yeah, I believe, I believe that was the first one. Yeah, even the main event was kind of like... It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it was... I mean, you had Muhammad Ali, you had uh, Liberace. They they tried to get all they could. But I mean, yeah, it, it's... Okay, so let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Do you rather have Liberace or Flowrider? Uh, Liberace. Flo Rida. No, <laughs> see, I go Liberace. <laughs> Fuck Flowrider. I go, give me Liberace every single time. <laughs> I would have thought that would have been the complete other way around of responses. I would have really? thought you would have said Flowrider, and I th- Eggy was definitely a Liberace guy. I don't, I don't know how to take that. How dare you? <laughs> uh, so the second big event on March 31st um, is WrestleMania 12. And... Uh, I mean, WrestleMania 12. We were all a little bit older at that time, so we were all able to watch it live. We weren't not born yet. Uh, yeah, and my first WrestleMania I was able to order, I was allowed to order live, was WrestleMania 12 because of what the main event was going to be, which was the Iron Man between Brett and Sean and the boyhood dream coming true and all that. You mark. Now look, it's, it's my guy, so it was the, one of the best WrestleManias for me anyway. 
Where do you rank that WrestleMania, Eggy? Undertaker kind of uh, that was at the point where like they knew Diesel wasn't the guy and which is why of course Brett had the title and was dropping it to Sean um, and not only that not long after Diesel ends up le- leaving anyway so I, I mean, mean one thing early on as a kid I mean a young kid watching this live at the time I remember watching the Backlot Brawl and just knowing there's something different about this and it might be because they were really yeah, that actually sticks out. I mean, aside, of course, from the main event, that's one of those matches on that card to where I love that match. And even though everything was like pre-taped and stuff like that, they still did such a good job with it. Piper and Goldust tore it down in that match. I love that match. They were both actually legitimately injured after that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Gold, wait, Goldust broke his hand and then had to wrap his hand going to the ring. Yeah, I think he didn't. He actually hit. Piper with a car? Well, if, if you I'm a bit sometimes suspect to listen to, you know, these gunslinger stories, but apparently he was supposed to drive at him, and I think Piper was supposed to get out of the way, but Piper at last minute decided he would jump on the car. <laughs> the, what Piper says, but apparently he was supposed to jump on the car, he wanted to jump on the car and then roll off. Yeah, I didn't end up happening. Yeah, I thought I love how they thought like, oh yeah, we never practice this. I'm gonna do this on a whim, and it's gonna end up perfectly how I wanted to end. <laughs> but again, this is not like you know, duck a clothesline on DDT and see if it works. This is I'm gonna jump on a moving car. <laughs> yeah, it sounds. I mean, in his head, he was probably like, I can rationalize this, right? I I, I think I could hit the moving car, get out, do it like a little tumble roll, get in the car. I mean, it's only a moving vehicle. We're wrestlers, goddammit. <laughs> So let's move on now to um, our wrestling news. And we got a good amount of stories here. The first one I wanted to touch on um, and bring up right away because he always seems to be in the news with wrestling and and wants to be in the news for wrestling is Chris Jericho on his latest podcast um, revealed that he's banned from WWE. Now, at at first when he signed with WWE, they took his... um, his face off of the beginning intro and he downplayed it. WWE downplayed it. Oh, what else would it be? I work for a different company, but now he seems a little, and I don't blame him, a little bitter about it. He's talked with uh, WWE a couple times and apparently he's felt like he's public enemy number one. And he's been removed from the annals of history of WWE in his words. He asked the other day if he could use some of the guys for his podcast to promote Mania, and he was told no because he's in AEW, and he's banned from WWE. And they even took down some videos from Xavier Woods's uh, YouTube 
uh, up, up, down, down of him playing the video games with them. And they edited some stuff out of the Edging Christian podcast um, show that had his name and likeness in it. So, I mean, what do you, uh, Eggy, what do you think of this? Do you think it's more sour grapes from WWE or do you think rightfully so? Well, I, I don't want to lower the tone for this, but I just, let's put this in context. You can go on the network now and find a Chris Benoit match. Yes. But, but you can't go on YouTube and watch Xavier Wood play, I think it was Frogger with Jericho. Yeah. Because he decided to go to another promotion that's paying him a lot more money. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's it does seem a little childish. Um, I mean, one hand, yes, he's in a different company, but he's still one of the greatest to ever do it. He didn't do anything legally wrong. Um, he really didn't do anything morally wrong. He wasn't under contract. He signed a contract with another company. There's nothing really wrong with that. I, I don't see... I don't know. And they're I mean, not competition either. That's the thing. The way that Vince looks at it is that he always gets butthurt over these things because it's, it's look, I gave you your big break. I, I, I'm I the one that you're, you're here and you're as big as you are because I did this to you. I did this for you. How dare you backstab me? But again, there's no proof that AEW long-term will even work. Yeah. Yeah, right now, I mean, people have said it a thousand times. As of right now, AEW is a t-shirt company. Well, no, they have a they have a venue set for a yeah, but they haven't had one show yet. They don't do house shows yet. Like, there's nothing, and you don't know how it's going to go. You don't know how the production's going to go. There's no TV deal announced yet. Um, I'm sure it's in play, but there's a lot of things that still have to happen and go right for AEW for them to even come close to a threat for WWE. And I, I just, I think it's a little childish. I understand look, the concept. Look, look at when Ring of Honor that was out for years, when they went to Sinclair, mm-hmm. how much problems that caused by going on TV. Yeah. And they were already established company, Ring of Honor. Yeah. And they, these are coming straight out of the gate and wanting to do 12,000-seater uh, 12, venues, big TV deals, and trying to get some of the best indie talent in the, the country, in the world. Yeah. There's no guarantee it's even going to... Just because you have a guy that has a lot of money doesn't mean it's success. He, yeah, well, yeah, well, he's proof of that. He's a guy that has a lot of money and has continuously had a shit football team. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Even in this country now, in England, Uh-oh. the team that he owns in Fulham, I'm just I'm about to get relegated. I've done poorly this season. But hmm. they spent a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's your home team, the Jacksonville English Jaguars. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Wrong football. Wrong football. Ah, proper man. football. I'm talking about proper football. <laughs> I'll give you a fucking proper football. So, uh, under the next story, the Vice Network has announced a six-part documentary series involving professional wrestling nope. and behind the scenes in the dark side of the business. Don't get this confused with the Miami Vice Network, <laughs> where they play reruns of old Miami Vice episodes. I've never seen that network. No? No. Which one? The Miami Vice Network. Have I've you seen, seen the Vice Network? Vice Network I have, yes. Oh, I thought we were almost talking about the same thing. No. No. Oh. Miniseries is going to be called Dark Side of the Ring, and um, the first one will air April 10th at 9 o'clock, and it will deal with the match made in heaven 
Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth and the dark side of that relationship. Oh, so it's kind of like a, it's a documentary series? Yeah, it's a documentary series about professional wrestling. Did um, you just say that and I just repeated it? Yes, you did. Oh. Um, I'm pretty good at doing that. <laughs> April 10th is, like I said, the match made in heaven, Savage and Elizabeth. April 17th, the Montreal Screwjob. Ooh. April 24th. How do, you, how do you get more into the Montreal? How I don't know. How much have we not heard yet? I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see what they say. Um, April 24th, the killing of Bruiser Brody. Um, May 1st, the last of the Von Erichs. Oh, wow. And uh, May 8th, the mysterious death of, now this one I've never heard of, Gorgeous Gino Hernandez. Um, that's... Oh, yeah, in, in Texas. Okay. Yeah, so... yeah it was uh, a big, uh, back in the territory days, Gino Hernandez. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that's on. And that's I, on May I don't personally think anyone these days will not be. For, I don't think anyone, unless you're a historian on wrestling, will yeah. give two fucks about that. I'm still gonna watch it. Though. I mean, especially because I don't know about it. I think. Mm. It, and then uh, the last one, May fifteenth, will be about the fabulous Moolah. Hmm. Which with last year they went through the controversy. You mean they gave her some sort of battle royal and <laughs> and all these things came popping up that yeah. she fucking was a pimp. Yeah. So yeah, that's the new series on the Vice Network. Um, now I heard for the Screwjob episode, they're just going to take our episode and dub it over. That would be perfect. Yeah. That, well, per- du- well, dub me over anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm interested in like. Do the Montreal Screwjob, how do you approach that And if you don't have access to any of the WWE footage? Yeah, that's the thing, is because you don't, obviously you got to believe that the WWE probably isn't involved in this, so I don't know how they do it. It's, it's going to be, Look, if it's, it's going to be not, interesting. It's, it's the outside lives, it's not the in-ring lives, so as long as you have someone who is in the back or knows an abundant amount about all these subjects. I mean, it's fair game as long as it, they don't really have to have the footage of, but this just sounds like a documentary that won't have the footage. It won't have Brett and it won't have Sean. So I don't see the point. Yeah. Unless they, unless Vince was hurting for money and he took a little bit of cashola for the, uh, for the rights for some of it. Yeah. I, I don't think after the SmackDown deal, and going to Saudi for 300 fucking years. I don't think he's hard up. <laughs> no, that's for sure. You yeah. mean I haven't seen Vince on the corner asking for change? <laughs> I was so worried where you were going with that. <laughs> you, you just heard ha- Vince on the corner and didn't know I, I was going to keep going? I haven't no. seen Vince on the corner sucking cock. Is that more oh, like... Oh, this is where we're going to take it. This is going to be good all right, so yeah, look out on the Vice Network. Um, if I mean, if you're able to get it, I don't, I don't even know if I have it, so I gotta. Look you heard into it, it here first on the Vice Network. Will be Vince sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, next thing I got is um, they have announced these superstars in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which I know excites oh you very God. much. Joe. I was, you know what, I was, I was waiting up all night for a week straight and I was waiting for this announcement and it never came and I just needed to know. I needed to know who who was going to be in this barn burner, this blockbuster of a battle royal. 
The only thing this really does... If I mean, Del Rio shows up, I turn... I, I, it's, I was going to say I turn it off, but no, I but just... we're going to be there. I'll walk out of the stadium. I'll turn it off with my eyes. I'll just sit there with no no vision. I mean, there's no one really earth-shattering. Um, no. But... You, you don't say. It's everyone that's not in a match. But the only thing that sucks about this is everyone wants the Usos versus the Hardys to happen. But the Hardys are now in this. So, obviously, I do not think we're going to get the Usos versus the Hardys. So, that means the Mania. Usos don't put the titles on the line for Mania? Because uh, they have this they have this 17-match thing, and the rumor is that it, they don't want to go over 17 matches. Right now, they're only at about 13, I think. So, they must yeah, already... I'm, I'm actually looking at the card now. They're only at 14. 14, okay, yeah. So, they got three more matches, but those don't fit in. So, they might... You might get a, a match... "Quote unquote," which will probably be like thirty seconds, but Elias is going to have his concert. You'll probably have someone come out and interrupt that. Mm-hmm. That could be a match. Could be Cena. After after last year, with the Undertaker and all that to set up the Undertaker match. Remember, he was in the ring and. So you think it's going to be Cena versus the Undertaker again? No, 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 no. I'm oh. saying with Elias, it could be Cena because there, there's something that we're going to report on in a little bit about uh, John Cena. Okay. But, yeah, um, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, of course, Otis Tucker, EC3, the Good Brothers, Ali, um, Shelton Benjamin, Connor Victor, Heath Slater and Rhino, Bo Dallas and Axel, Lindsay Dorado, Grand Metalik, Kalisto, um, Gable and Rude, No Way Jose, Mahal, Tyler Breeze, Titus O'Neil, um, Andrade, Apollo Cruz, Braun Strowman, and Colin Yost and Michael Che from SNL. So one of those two idiots is winning. You think? Yes. I I have to, I was going to ask you until you said I don't. We don't know who the fuck these are. Oh, you you over there on the pond don't know. Uh, you don't know who the Saturday Night Live guys are. No, which we, we don't. Do you got you you guys get Saturday Night Live though, right? I, if I don't know if we get it on our you know packages or anything on TV, okay. but it's definitely not a thing. Okay. It's yeah. So to be honest, just, they're not that big over here. Just fucking doing shit with Braun Strowman for no reason. Yeah, you know what? It's more for. I mean, and especially now that you say that, it's more for the American fans, obviously. It's more for the New Yorkers because yes. fucking Saturday Night Live is live from New York. Yeah. So it, yeah, that's, it's for those fucking pricks. I think that's something that frustrates us. Well, that's uh, not in America, and it seems a bit stupid. Is that sometimes. Vince says this is this great show for everyone around the world, but yet it puts these people that, unless you know in America, it's like we feel a bit alienated. Oh yeah, I mean I don't blame you. Now knowing this, I mean of course because we see them, uh, or are able to see are them. able I, to see I don't them. really watch it anymore. No, I don't watch it anymore either. But I know who they are because they're in pop culture. You can see it on YouTube. They do this show, it's called Dale, um, Weekend Update, and it's like a, a parody news show, and they just do comedy bits as news anchors. And it was much better when Norm MacDonald used to do it. It was Yeah, it was much better in the early 90s, but these guys, they're okay. I mean, they're funny as comedians. They're, they're not great, but they're, they still have good writing. That's what makes them funny. But, yeah, because it's in New York. And Would you imagine saying that for WrestleMania? You, 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 your description for those two guys were, they're not great. Like, no, they're you not. You want that for fucking WrestleMania? Like, here's your celebrities for WrestleMania. Yeah, they're not great, but, you know, they kind of have a little bit of clout. Yeah. WrestleMania. I think, I think sometimes they hold on to the fact they'll get the rock back and it'll be your big star. You think? I think sometimes they hold 
I wouldn't be surprised if up to the last minute, Vince is trying to get The Rock in to oh, do I, something. I was going to say, I think that's who is going to interrupt Elias. You that think? that would have been my prediction for, oh yeah, maybe they finally landed The Rock and they were able to keep it on the wraps for hmm. for a little bit. And there's your big surprise. Get ready for the big surprise. It could be. I would like that too because you got the the way The Rock does his rock concerts and Elias. Oh God, it would be really good. So um, the next one I want to talk about is because this there's been other rumors that we'll go into. But on Instagram, who The Undertaker is on Instagram, Uh-oh. Um, he posted a picture looking lean, like very, very lean. And uh, apparently he's doing this nutrition solutions thing. Yeah, it's called the AIDS diet. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> so, but he puts as a caption, the reports of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. I like how he talks like he's fucking, like he's cutting a promo about his fucking... <laughs> My demise. What an asshole. He said, I've made some serious lifestyle changes in an attempt to offset the years of physical abuse that my body has endured. One of the major changes is losing 25 pounds. And uh, he said, I really appreciate getting help with my, di- my diet dialed in. And then he says, never stop working. Rest in peace. Goals, WWE, make it happen. So, I'll tell you what. I'm going to, th- we've been talking about it for <laughs> weeks and weeks. Maybe a week, but maybe weeks and weeks, personally. Uh, Sting comes out for Flair's birthday, looking jacked, looking yes. like he could go in the ring. Definitely in for, shape. For two minutes. Yeah. Taker lost 25 pounds. Maybe that means he can last two minutes. I mean, entrances alone combined, that'll be 15 minutes. So we could get 17 <laughs> minutes of WrestleMania airtime, Sting and The Undertaker. What do you think, Aggie? Would you be in for it? I, I would be in for it. I don't think it's anywhere near Mania. I think we all know where it would probably happen. Oh, you think it would happen at All In, Double or Nothing? <laughs> hey, that would be cool. No, I think it's I think it's a Saudi show. Yeah, I Saudi. Agree. I agree. Saudi. <laughs> he went even deeper with it. You can't Sa- touch that. Saudi, Saudi. <laughs> well, he's got that fucking extra oomph to his accent. Yeah. So, all right. Since we kind of went that way, let's go into rumors. Uh oh. So, like we were saying, Joe really wants to see this just because he wants to see Sting at WrestleMania and be there live. So, apparently Sting has been pulled from WrestleCon the same day that he was scheduled for WrestleMania. For WrestleCon is WrestleMania, and they pulled him due to WWE scheduling is the word that WrestleCon was given. What, because he's going to be at Access or something? I don't. That was not said. It just said he was pulled from WrestleCon due to WWE scheduling. And then WWE's Instagram put up a picture of the Undertaker and Sting standing next to each other. And down the bottom of the picture, it said who would win, and gives you an option: Undertaker or Sting. So going Those fucking <laughs> bastards. They really know how to be trolls. So there it is. With like you said, Sting looking good, Taker losing twenty five pounds. Could this be one of the matches and why they're only at 14 matches? Make it happen in the hashtag, you Undertaker, you dirty little bitch. (laughs) If if that's the case, this is 
fucking stupid. What do you? Th- you have the Undertaker and Sting, yeah. possibly at Mania, and you don't advertise it. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it's definitely an opportunity to draw more eyes, um, but. I don't know. I think... Well, no, because you don't want to bet on it because you don't know for sure. Yeah, but remember the old days when there were surprises? Yeah. There's a difference. This is not The Rock coming back and doing the thing when he wrestles one of the the Wyatts for five seconds and then Cena comes Yeah, but he was already... That's a surprise. He was already advertised for that. The Rock. Yeah, Yeah, but the match wasn't. Yeah, but, I mean, he... People... The eyes were already there because of The Rock. Didn't matter what he was doing. But would you want more people to see and know the fact that two icons are going to wrestle for the first time? I think that, the only time. I think they're resting on their laurels. I think it's it's WrestleMania. You got pretty much the eyes that you're going to get. I don't think this is going to bring you in any more eyes. This isn't going to bring you in new eyes. You're not going to get a, a fan who barely watches to watch because of The Undertaker and Sting. Now... You might say people that fell off, who used to be from that era, might be pulled in by it if you advertise it. But I think I feel most like this people is, are going to watch I feel like this it. is for the, yeah, like everyone who's already, like, we're already watching it. Like, I'll use my father as a, for example. Like, he's still going to watch it. This is more like for the people, like, like if he sees Sting not being announced, like, this is for your pop. Yeah. Out of curiosity, when is, the, when is this next Saudi show? When is, May. Is this in May? May, I think, yes. So, so it's not far away. No. So this could I be a setup. If they will do something where the Undertaker will come out, get his WrestleMania entrance, he'll do a promo, and then something like a crow will just land on the ropes, and it'll be a challenge for Sauda. That would have to be a pretty fucking well-trained crow. <laughs> I hey. get, I get what you're saying. It's something to that effect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, they probably could do that, and I would hope they would actually let Sting walk out instead of something. Yeah. You know I mean, that kind of hidden and and subtle. But I mean, if uh, can I can't even imagine if if Sting Sting's music hits. All well, he had, all he has to do is come out and point at him with the bat. Yeah. And that's it. Just have him show up in the rafters and just point at him with the bat, and then have the Undertaker do the the thing where he gets on the knee and puts his hand up. Yeah, I think I would need a defibrillator for Joe if that actually fucking happens while we're there. You might. <laughs> because that, he'll go nuts. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, whatever happens, I wouldn't mind seeing that little interaction. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the entrances and a little and a match. So we get the tombstone, we get a choke slam, we get the stinger splash, we get the scorpion deathlock. Like, just the main things and yeah, and then the they match play, ends. they play their greatest hits and that's it yeah exactly i wouldn't mind it yeah they're not probably the greatest but it's still taker and sting so let's hope that in some capacity we see something to that effect um the other one that so I, we're still at three matches left yeah uh the other one i can't i couldn't wait to say because i can't wait to see joe's reaction and and eggy your reaction wwe is considering sending johnny gargano to 205 live Fucking ridiculous. That's the reaction I was expecting. Joe? Uh, I can see why. I mean, it's the same reason that you would put a Finn Balor or a Ricochet on 205 Live because they need the that extra star power. They need, they're desperately in need of eyes on that product. But, I mean, I just... 
I don't think that Johnny Gargano is going to bring them all the eyes that they want. I think that he's going to keep it. I mean, you bring his fans over, great. But I still, they're still not going to do anything else to spotlight it more. So, Well, that's the thing, I think. if Unless they change the 205 Live uh, format. format completely and they actually do something with it, yeah. then I think it's still just going to be, it doesn't matter who you bring over there, it's still going to fail. Yeah. The, the issue, I think, is your people and Triple H want to sit, make NXT a big deal. Yes? Yes. They want to make that look important. Just as important as the main roster. But if you're saying one of your main talent is going to come over, not go to Raw and SmackDown, but going to go to what looks like the bastard child, what does that make NXT look like where your best guy is only good enough for 205 Live? Well, I think that's the major point is you have to feature 205 Live. God, I've been saying it uh, ad nauseum for six, seven, eight months. They need to feature this at a prime time slot. If you're going to do it, do it on the network. Or if FS1 is that big a deal in the contract that WWE has signed, then you put that on, on FS1. Now you can have a Ricochet and maybe even a Finn Balor and a Johnny Gargano all down there with the talent they already have because these guys put on matches that are four-star, five-star matches all the time, but no one ever sees it. Because it's this after. Is the point, I don't think Vince cares. I think it's something that's been dropped in his lap. That as long as he can have five minute clips on YouTube, I don't think he's a fuck. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Then you have that's that's a, a priority is to make two hundred five live. Yeah, but in Vince's mind, oh. it's okay. These the the cruiserweights they can never they can never last in the land of the. It's still the land of the giants. Yeah. I mean, there are no. I mean, you have what one giant. Yeah. Maybe if it's not the land of the giants anymore, but it will always be the 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 I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm, I'm lost of words. I don't know. I I think it could be a good thing if you do it the right way, and he could be the the centerpiece to start building and making two hundred five live. Um, just in, put it in a new direction and make it more prominent if you put it on the right the right scale anyway. I think he just looks at it like how he used to look at Velocity or Heat. Yeah. No, you're so right. That's how he looks at it. Yeah, it's a pre-show. Yeah. Yeah, just like main event basically is too. Yeah, they have so many of them now. I mean, he probably still looks at NXT as a fucking... <laughs> a pre-show type thing. You know, it goes fucking absolutely fucking insane for their pay-per-views. Well, let's, let's look at the evidence of the past. How many has come up from NXT, and how many has actually has he actually let flourish? Um, who came up from NXT that he actually let flourish? Uh, well, he Balor was the one that looked like he was going to be the chosen one. Owen's got a little bit of a push there. I mean, it's probably maybe three, three or four. That's me. I mean, off top of my head. Uh, Bronze, uh, not Bronze, but Bray Wyatt was big in in NXT, uh, FCW slash NXT. Has not been really allowed to do anything. He loses in every feud he's done. Uh, look at Apollo Crews. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll actually get Fandangos, fucking uh, Tyler Breeze. You had uh, Ty Dillinger. I mean, Shinsuke's now gone backwards. Yeah, Sanity. 
Sana is Sana is now a bitch for Shane McMahon. <laughs> uh, the revival had to threaten to quit yeah. to get the tag titles. Uh, Austin Aries, remember Austin Aries? That didn't last too long. Nope. Uh, oh, just loads, loads. I think other than say Joe Finn, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, how many realistically has come up and he's gone? You're a star. I want to make you a star. Yeah, well, and, and and don't forget the exception of the women too. I think that I think you kind of have to ignore that in a way because that's a smaller catchment. There's less of the women that come up, so it's easier to kind of spotlight so many of these women because there's less coming up. That's yeah, true. So let's um. All right, so we got three different cards that we want to talk about. And Why just, is there something coming up? This. <laughs> Is there a wrestling show? Actually, in about, well, I mean, way less, about five days is the first one, and then we move all the way uh, into WrestleMania weekend, which is literally seven oh, days away. Jeez. Seven days. That was next weekend? Yep. Oh, man, I got something to do. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go with uh, the NXT TakeOver, New York. Um, the, the match I don't like on the card and I, it's only because of what they've been doing recently, is the War Raiders versus Black and Ricochet. Because I really think the Forgotten Sons should have gotten this match for the in the Dusty Rhodes tournament. Because, uh, I mean, Ricochet and, and Black are they're, they're main, their main roster guys. Even though they don't have a specific show, Forgotten Sons, this was your chance to feature them on a takeover. Black and... And Ricochet have been featured already, and and are on the main roster weekly. So I think this is a this is for the first time in a long time a fail for NXT. I understand they're your biggest names, they're your top guys on the in in that brand. But well, who's to say that Forgotten Sons aren't going to get a feature on the card? Well, right I mean, right not, now there's only five matches. Yeah, I know they're not on the card, quote unquote. They're not in the match. But who's to say that they don't use this as a setup? Like, War Raiders go over, and then the Forgotten Sons come out and beat up the War Raiders. I mean, who's to say that that's not the case? They just wanted the big, the bigger match for the actual card. They can still, now that they have the eyes on the match, now you set up the storyline. My, my view is this match is Ricochet's and Black's uh, going away match. Because oh. you look, when everyone gets called up, they have that match. Mm-hmm. They have that match where everyone knows and the fans go, please don't go. But that we never they never got to have that match yet because Vince on a whim just pulled them up. Yeah. There were no plans for them to go up. So I think this is Triple H's way of this'll be a good match, you'll put the Raiders over, and then you'll go back full time on the main roster. Yeah, I mean, it, the match itself, I know it's gonna be a great match because the the guys in the match are amazing. It just I, I guess a part of me kind of wanted to see the Forgotten Sons start to get, and you make you make a good point, Joe. That yeah, of course they could do that, and then they set up the storyline to go ahead with it. But I guess I just wanted to see these these guys get their a takeover moment for themselves. Yeah, but I mean, plenty more takeovers for that. Yeah, but I mean, I guess a goodbye match kind of makes sense for Ricochet and Black. Uh, I mean, the one the one that I think a lot of people can't wait to see is Walter versus Pete Dunne. For the UK title, this is going to be. You talk about a brawling style and a physical match. 
this is going to be ridiculous. To me, I'm not a, a Volta fan. I don't, I don't get it. He's just a big German that eats hard. Is that it? That's his character. He's just, he's just big and eats hard. I love how you guys take things as literal as possible. <laughs> You've got to. I mean, where's his character? Not, is that it? He's just a gentleman who hits you really hard. So he's like a kind of an oxymoron. <laughs> You're welcome for that segue, by the way. I don't know. I think it's just the, with these two, I think it's just the style, the brawling, how hard they hit kind of style that is going to make the match. I mean, you look I at... Think, I think what it is, it's they, found the, they finally found the guy they're going to have him drop the belt to. You think he's going to drop it to Walter? Yeah, 100%. I think he'll drop it and you possibly have him move up to 205 Live and then Volta's the big, the big, you know, dragon to slay on NXT UK. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think, I I mean, if you're going to look at booking at its simplest, I think that's the way to go. I mean, Pete Dunne's held that for, uh, what, almost two years? 25 now? years. Yeah, 25 years. <laughs> so... I think he's just about time. I mean, not only that, but you've kind of he kind of let him go by the wayside over here because he's not really you don't really hear about him that much. Yeah, because uh, he doesn't really make his he doesn't make his his uh, moves in the NXT anymore that much because he's over in the UK. So any ground that he had or any momentum that he had over here has kind of slipped away a little bit. Yeah, I can see him dropping the belt and then possibly... I mean, if you want to move someone to 205 Live, move him. Well, you can I move... mean, he's not... You know what I mean? He's not, he's not somebody like a Gargano or someone like that. Move someone like a Pete Dunne or any of the UK guys. Yeah, I think a lot of the UK guys, uh, Jordan Devlin uh, um, comes to mind. I think... There are Travis guys. Banks. Travis Banks is another one. I think a lot of them could go to 205 Live, and again, like we said, elevate, elevate that even more, as far as more eyes, different eyes, um, if they all go there. Yeah, and it's supposed to be something different. You have the kind of Mexican influence. You could have the British influence, and obviously with the, uh, you know, local American talent, you have. You know, you've got different flavors for um, 205 Live, so it's not all the same. Yeah, and the matchups get to be a little bit more creative. You can yeah. actually start to develop some things. Yes. Have some factions in there. Uh, the other match we'll talk about, because um, I'm not trying to run down the whole card, because we've got a lot of different things to touch on. Why? It's only a freaking card of five <laughs> matches. You mean this huge card? I mean card? the cards after we have that are going to be a lot. Well, this is probably the most important of the cards, uh, entertainment-wise. Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole... Two out of three falls for the vacant NXT title. Well, if you go with your fucking rumor scheme, then you would have to assume that Adam Cole is the one that wins the title. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they said considering it, it's not a for sure move, and it's a, and and it is a rumor, so nothing is for sure. But I think, I mean, two out of three falls with these two, it's, I mean, the things that are going to be able to pull off is going to be ridiculous. I think yeah, this is going to be your match of the year candidate for sure. Yeah, I think this is going to be another, you know, typical NXT great match. 
And I think it would lead into the rumours that they're going to do another War Games. Yeah, yeah. And I think with the title on um, Adam Cole, you have the champion with Undisputed Era going into a War Games. Yeah, that's... I mean, so you're basically saying you have them on it, hold it until November? Yeah, I would just... Or at least past November. sense now the women's match in on this card is it's pretty interesting because you have Basler uh Io Shirai you have uh the EST and then um god I'm looking at her and I can't think of her name help me out here who are we looking at Carrie Sane thank you Carrie Sane um I don't know I mean I think by now I think the belt's coming off Basler I don't. I, I thought we thought what last last takeover it was coming off her, and we were we were wrong. I still don't think. I, I mean, I don't think it's coming off her this time. You don't think so? No, I think she's winning. Eggy, what do you think? You think Basler holds onto the title? I th- I think there's a possibility. Well, I don't know if I get to read more credit than they should, but I wonder if it's going on at WrestleMania. Could she be the kind of Ronda replacement after Mania? To work with like a Becky Lynch or a Charlotte or whatever, drop it, move her up to main roster. Yeah, I mean, I, you could see her coming out on Monday night and being called up after Mania. I think mm. she, but uh, I mean, it'd be interesting to see who they put the belt on, whether they put it on Carrie Sane or I mean, it, it's I mean, you could pick any one of them. Any of the other three um, could be holding the title. It, it really doesn't matter at this point because they're all I mean, top notch. They have a bevy of talent. Yeah. Uh, last match on the card, the Velveteen Dream versus the Bro, Matt Riddle, for the North American title. I like how you went with this one as your main event. I did. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, I mean, we're kind of obsessed with Matt Riddle and then the Dream as well. So, I, I think this is, if Cole and Gargano weren't two out of three falls and for the title, this would be match of the night. I think these two are going to tear it up. I think every single one of these matches has the potential for that. Yeah. Well, and that's NXT. That's what it is. The entire card stacked no matter what. But uh, I, I don't know because I don't know. I think Dream holds on to it because I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's staying on NXT, and I think they want to keep building this. I don't think they have room for him on the main roster. I mean, they will once the uh, SmackDown steals all of the top talent because they're on Fox. Yeah. That's when you start moving up some of your top names in NXT. But until then, I think he stays. And I think I think you're right. I think Dream wins. I, I wouldn't be too, you know, going sure about the idea that he'll stay as put because it only takes Vince to get out the fucking bed wrong one day and say I want him, him, and him on Raw next week. So I won't say that, but I think Riddle wins. I think they're trying to make, trying to elevate Riddle even more. You think they're fast tracking him? I think they'll. I think they're fast tracking him into a star because he has. Even though he's a star, we all know he's a star. I think they. I think there's an idea to get him fast tracked to get him on the main roster quick. 
just kind of breeze through NXT a little bit. But, I mean, yeah. put him in all the big name. I mean, he went through – Cassius Ono is like your first step when you get into NXT. If you're going to be a star, you go in the ring with Cassius Ono. Then you move your way up from there. Mm-hmm. So now you're taking on the top talent. You think he goes from Dream and then they do title for title against Adam Cole at one of your big NXT shows? Yeah, I think before Mania next year, I think he's actually on the full car, on the full roster, the main roster. Hmm. Because I think Vince will like him. Good looking kid, in good shape. Yeah, he's I think he'll, I think he'll like. He can talk. I think he'll like him. Yeah, he'll he'll get those cheap pops and whatnot. He'll, yeah, he could definitely. I mean, I mean, say it again. I mean, he's gonna be SmackDown's gonna be on Fox. Former MMA star, exactly. Back on Fox. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna move to G One Supercard at Madison Square Garden, and um, prob- the G One up at the at the MSG. Yeah, probably the the wrestling show that has pissed off Vince McMahon the most because uh, they're doing it in his home building, in his eyes. Um, I must say, this is the card I know the less about. That's okay. Um, I, we're just gonna go over like the big name fights that you you know the names anyway. Um, yeah. So they have. We'll start from the main event and work our way down just to the other most known matches. The main event heavyweight championship match: Jay White versus Okada. Um, this honestly, to me, as good as Okada is, and. I've never really been a big Jay White fan. I haven't really seen the appeal. I think he's he is good, but I, I just I don't know. I think I, I don't know. I, I can't I can't describe. It. I really am not a big fan of Jay White, and it doesn't draw me to watch to watch uh, New Japan when Jay White is wrestling. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we said that, and then he had this match with Omega when he won the title, and that was a phenomenal match. And you're in the ring with another fantastic worker like Okada. I don't think it's got the potential to be a bad match. I think it's going to be a great match with a good storytelling and whatnot, a lot of near falls. I think it's going to be your your typical New Japan-style match. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know Okada now? Now he's basically done everything. He's main-evented several... Wrestle Kingdoms. When do you think the time will come for him where he'll leave? Honestly, I don't. Or do you think he'll ever leave? I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna be one of the ones that leaves. They they don't know what to do with him over here. They don't. Yeah, evidenced by Nakamura. Nakamura, Hideo Tommy. I mean, they don't know. Honestly, Oscar, their their track record is absolutely garbage. So, but you're assuming he would go to the WWE. Oh, so you're talking about AEW? Is there not a possibility of trying to bring, you know, Okada versus Omega to the States? Yeah, I mean, that it's a smart move if AEW does it. I mean, if of the two companies, he, they would know what to do with him more. They've worked with him a lot more than WWE. But he's, he's been at like, WrestleMania last year, so he's familiar with the style. He knows the style. I can't imagine Triple H would not know who he is or want him. So For NXT, it, it, absolutely. NXT, he'd, he, be, it, he'd, he'd be like Nakamura. He'd be the face of that show. But, yeah, I, I wonder with him now doing everything, is it time for him to move on? At least try him. 
Yeah, it's either time it's either time for him to go to another to another promotion or it's time to wrap it up because he's I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's not quite near ready to wrap it up. But I'm just saying as far as New Japan, I agree with Eggy. I think you've done everything. There's He's not... basically he's basically the New Japan Cena. Yeah. Yeah. He's done everything. That's a fair comparison. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go to the next match because this is a match that I look I'm looking forward to way more than the main event, and it's the Ring of Honor World Championship match. Oh, the triple threat match. Yeah. Matt Taven, Jay Lethal, Marty Skrull. And it's a ladder match. No, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Now this match is gonna be insane. These three guys, uh, I mean, for that title, I can't wait. I think this is so. This, I mean, it draws a lot for me. Because, A, it's a gimmick match, and these guys are all so good. Um, and I, I I don't know. I think I think Marty Scroll might take it. I think they're going to they're going to kind of push this villain enterprises um, in Ring of Honor, and I think I think Marty Scroll could take it. I mean, if there's going to... Yeah, I'm, I'm not interested at all, but come <laughs> on, my, my countrymen. <laughs> See, I think this is one where either Lethal retains or they go with Taven. Really? Uh, yeah. And Taven has a short run as champion and maybe drops. Because unless they want to do title for title or champion versus champion at the next NWA show, and it would be uh, – oh, Jesus, why am I blanking on his name? It would be fucking – he's one of your countrymen, God damn it! Help Marty's, me. Marty's girl? Marty's girl <laughs> is – who's the NWA champion? Oh, oh Aldis, Aldis. Nick Aldis. Yeah, thank you. Jesus. I'm asking for help. I'm looking for a lifeline, and you two fucking schmucks can't help me. Well, I apologize for not knowing who the fuck the champion is from a dead brand. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right, let's go to the IWGP and ROH tag team title match, title versus title. And the young bucks aren't in it, so I don't no. think it has the same eyes on it. But Gorillas of Destiny versus um, Villain Enterprises, which is PCO and Brody King, versus the Briscoes versus Evil and Sonata. It's gonna be a great match. Yeah, you talk about legit tag team war. This is this is it. And you have both titles from both companies going up against each other. It's I mean, quote unquote, the dream match for the companies. You know what I mean? It, it, that's a solid match for everybody. Yep, it's a match. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting grade A eggy right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to do one last one. It's kind of a gimmick one. Yes, before we put our guest to sleep, could we fucking just get to what he wants to talk about? <laughs> um, let me go with the, the New York City Street Fight Open Challenge Bully Ray versus TBA. Ooh, have who's no that TBA? <laughs> we have no idea who's Turner gonna... Broadcasting and Associates. <laughs> no. We're uh we have no idea who it's you going it's, to be. It's not gonna be Ted Turner. Probably not gonna be Ted Turner. No. Um I don't know. There there's there's a lot of people talking about different things. I think it's gonna be fairly obvious it's probably gonna be Flip. I think it's just gonna be Flip Gordon. You think so? I think so. Isn't Flip Gordon injured? Is he? He was, I yeah. Thought it, I thought the rumor is he were out for like five months. Yeah, he he did get hurt. He hurt it. I think he tweaked his knee. Okay, so I mean, I, th I think this is going to be their they're going to bring someone in. I yeah. mean, it's going to be someone vaguely special. 
So who do we got out there that it could possibly be? Undertaker. <laughs> Imagine Vince's face. Motherfucker, it's Mark Calloway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't even... Flip would be the only one I would think of. If he is legitimately hurt, then obviously that's not going to happen. But he'd be the one that'd be a dead ringer. I don't know. I think it. I think it's going to be interesting. It's one one reason I'm. I can't wait to watch it is because I love the unknown. I love the surprises. So I, I, even though the match might not be a Okada White match or you know what I mean, a Naito versus Ibushi match, it's still going to be entertaining and you know what I mean and fun because of the surprise. Do you think they will go with kind of the obvious? It's in New York. It's bullet red. That they'll just pick an old ECW guy. I think that I think that's like, definitely possible. Yeah, like Sandman or Dreamer. Or Dreamer, Dreamer. Yeah. I'm thinking Dreamer. Yeah. They can come out and do an ECW speech and cry again. <laughs> and they can hit each other with a couple weapons, and that's pretty much it. Mm. Yeah, that's most likely what they're probably going to lean to. Well, Sabu's getting back in the ring, and so is Rob Van Dam. Maybe it's one of them. Rob Van Dam would be an interesting one. Well, he's signing with Impact, I think. Ah. Yeah. Didn't learn his lesson then, did it? No. <laughs> All right, so... Well, it's no longer TNA. It's Impact now. Yeah, a little different now. Ah, well, said shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to... <laughs> you didn't... I, I'm surprised you didn't go with the old WrestleMania theme. I thought that was going to come out of your mouth. Just letting it fly. Okay. Um, WrestleMania, seven days away... Um, the storylines are, a, a lot of them are already built and ready to go. Like we said, we're missing three matches. Um, if we're going on that, it's going to be a 17-match yes, card. of course. Uh, so let's go with, because right off the top, I know this is what Eggie wants to talk about. So we're going to go right into it. The, the Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah, the Andre the Giant. Actually, no, the Women's Battle Royal. That's, the, what, the women's that's what he wants to talk Royal, about. Definitely. Yeah. Let's talk about. Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch. How did you know with... that that's what he wanted? To... I wouldn't have guessed that at all. Now, to be fair, to be fair, you completely threw me because you literally I this up what I talk about. I'm sat here thinking I don't want to talk about home. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no one fucking pit. Really, the booking's terrible, but them putting the title on Charlotte Flair. What is your opinion on that? I think it's stupid, and I think you've You've, you've sacked. I I know Meltzer has said they're not doing this. I think this is all going to be just oh you have a belt and I have a belt and Sasha and Bailey have a belt and let's all put us belts in the air and do the four horsemen sign and that's what we're going to go off the air with. I I fully believe that's what's going to happen. I fully believe that Becky pins Ronda. Becky wins if they see because there's rumors all around that are talking about. It being uh, unification, but then also that it could be... No, there's different rules to this match now. If if Ronda pins Charlotte, she's a double champion. If Charlotte pins Ronda, she's a double champion. If Becky pins uh, Charlotte, she only wins one title. If Becky pins Ronda, she only wins one title. So, there's so no Becky one. can only wow. win one title, where yeah. the other girls could win two. I believe that's the case. There's a bunch. It's they list it as winner takes all. Okay. But it's not winner because they've set stipulations to it. So, so okay. it's not winner takes well, all. Well, and that's my point. I or think, all on the line. I, I say it. okay. Yeah, I think I think Becky pins Ronda to win the title, have the title, 
Charlotte has her title. They kind of break their kayfabe type thing, hug in the ring. Charlotte, or Charlotte, Sasha and Bailey come out with, and obviously this is them retaining their titles. And all four of them stand, like you said, this is what Meltzer said, standing in the ring, holding up the titles at the end of Mania with the four horsewomen standing tall to end Mania. Or do you... But is that worth, is that one shot worth it's, yeah, what... Barry and Oscar for? What is um to yeah the, to yes. them yes yes absolutely it is to them yeah because you're showing granted it's counterproductive because you just shoved five women off of the card um, with taking the belt off of Oscar uh, but this is your women who main evented and then the future of your company holding all the t- all the women titles in the middle of the ring to end WrestleMania which well, is not- my only thing is with that is. How many people, let's not talk the internet community, how many people actually know that this four horsewomen thing is actually a thing? You were talking about not the wrestling community? No, not the wrestling community, but the average wrestling fan, not the internet wrestling fans. I mean, how many people You're talking about a casual this, fan? Yeah, the, the, the 90% of the audience. No, you're right. This is even a thing. No, you're right, yeah. The casual fan is not going to put it together. They're just going to see the four women with all the titles. And um, and be like, oh, okay, all the champions are holding the titles. You're right. They're not going to pick up what this storyline has been since they were in NXT. But WWE is willing to do that. They, then they want you to then get invested and see why this happened. You know what I mean? So I, I agree with you. Yeah, they're not going to know that. But I still think that they're, they want to do that because they want to show, hey, look at us. We're featuring all the women at the end of the show. Hi, look at me, look at me. I'm special, look at me. Yeah. There's only one other possible booking idea that why Charlotte could have won that title. Why is that? If you're not going to go with the horsewomen at the end. What if Ronda wins, she does a Brock Lesnar and fucks off with the belt, and you have the belt between Charlotte and Becca, and you have that one between Charlotte and Becca. So she pulls like a like a... I mean, like a Brock or a CM Punk just leaves with the title. Yeah. And we don't see the... (laughs) Now we don't see the Raw Women's title or the Universal title for months So we don't see, yeah, we don't see the main two titles on Monday Night Raw ever again. Yeah, I think they'll basically turn around and they go, it worked for Brock. In what format did it work for Brock? Where did it work for Brock? (laughs) Well, it's clearly worked for Brock, hasn't it? He's been the champion for fucking God knows how long. Well, yeah, worked for Brock in the kayfabe sense, but fucking everyone else hates it. Yeah, well, it's as long as Brock likes it and Vince likes it, that's all that matters to him. So you're saying Ronda is, I'll, I can do whatever the fuck I want now? Yeah, because she's doing that gimmick of, you need me more than I need you. I've main evented your WrestleMania. I'm going to then go fuck off for three or four months. They then have that one title in between the brands, and then Ronda Rousey comes back, I don't know, fucking SummerSlam or whatever, and then she basically does the Brock roll. But is it really, But it, would the other title be in between brands because Charlotte and Becky are SmackDown superstars? Well, then there you go. Then you just, well, well, to be honest, it's just like Raw then. They don't have a world title because it's fucking with Brock. In Minnesota or wherever the fuck he is. Saskatchewan. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, I think it's just going to be like that, but the female version. That's the only other idea. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if WWE has the balls to do that with their two main championships, one with male, one with female. I don't know. I mean, I, I could... I unless could, they, it's a trade-off and Brock drops it and... Yeah, unless that's Rollins. Yeah, then I could... Then, then yes, I would completely see it because then Rollins... It's like they have this the thing. We have this three-hour show, but we cannot have one title on this show. One title needs to disappear. Yeah, I think it's obvious. I think Seth's winning because I think... Brock will probably have one more fight left in him, and then that's it. So you're you're on the uh, train of the rumors that maybe Cormier comes in and costs Brock the title? That would be fucking stupid. My idea is, you know, I would think that's a good idea. The thing why that would never happen is because you would have the MMA fans going, well, these two legit fighters have done this fake thing here, how do we know that the fucking cage fight, you know, the MMA fight's now on the up and up? I think, uh, I think as an I MMA think, fan... I think people have already thought that when Cormier won the title. Yeah. I think that was already... it. Like, when he won the the heavyweight championship, I thought that that was like, oh, well, we know who he's challenging now. Yes. But there's a, di- there's a difference between him in a real environment with Brock Lesnar challenging him and then somehow doing some uh, uh, what everyone considers a fake show. Yeah, but you know what? As a UFC fan, MMA fans, they know Dana White is not going to sacrifice his product to do a fake fight. It's, no, uh, maybe not a fake fight, yeah. but a fixed fight is a little different. Were you still getting... I don't mean fake. No, that's what I meant. I don't mean fake fight. I said that wrong. Yeah, oh, fixed no, fight. I'm not, I'm not saying the, the match will be fake. The fight will be fake. But I, you know for a fact, if they come to blows or do anything at Mania, which WrestleMania is seen as entertainment... There will be the stigma of all over the press gone, well, they did this fake a mania. How can we not trust what the result will be? Because you know someone, if Brock beats Cormier, they'll go, bullshit, it's fake. Yeah. They did this a mania. Kind of cheapens the UFC a little bit. Yeah. And I don't think I think Dana White Dana has cheapened his own product a couple times to spite his face, anyway. You got, look, he's building characters now. He's building characters just like the WWE does. I mean, what do you think? Yes, Conor McGregor is a great fighter, but he's more of a money draw because of his character. Yes, he could punch you in the mouth and it can hurt, but he's a character. Brock Lesnar is a fucking character. A boring one, but he is a fucking big guy who could fight. So, I mean, it's still taking the entertainment from WWE anyway. Yeah. The way they build their fights and they do the press conferences... That, that's been like that for the past five to seven years in UFC to where they've gone to more entertaining styles and stuff like that. So, and with Ronda, with, with Connor and stuff and guys like that. And with a Chael Sonnen's another big one who loves to talk shit yeah, and go out, go matches. out and run your mouth and yeah. make it entertaining. Cut a promo. Exactly. Which is why Chael, Chael Sonnen has so hated because of, he cuts a good promo. He knows how to talk shit and, and he really can make you want to see him get his ass whooped, <laughs> even though every now and then he pulls one out. So let's go to the other really, really big storyline going into Mania, and this is Kofi Kingston and I think Kofi this, Mania. This is your now your biggest storyline into Mania. This is, this is the main event. Yes. Yes. Um, see, I, have a, I don't know. I'm actually very, very critical of what's if he's actually going to get the match still. I don't believe it yet. 
And the reason I don't believe it, and I'm going to say this now because I, I have a little bit of time, is I think Kofi's going to be in one more match before this this match. I think I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know. You think if, it's going to be Kofi versus Vince? No. Oh, damn I it. think it's go. All right. So obviously, this whole thing has paralleled Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30. Right. Yes. Well, not. I mean, it, to the of. style of the yeah. way they're doing it. So my point is, when Daniel had to get into the match with Batista and Orton, he had to go through Triple H. I have a feeling it's going to be flip flopped. I think Kofi Kingston is going to have to wrestle Big E and Xavier Woods to get into the match. I think I don't think they're going to go that route because they've openly he'd have to put a strong stipulation like he can't lay down because I think that they would just lay down for Kofi. Correct. And that's why I'm back and forth on this concept. But the thing is Vince said, "Let's see at the very end of SmackDown, said, "Let's see if a B plus player can beat Daniel Bryan." In the in the ring beforehand, he called Xavier and Big E all B, B plus players. And that's where he can twist his words and say, I never said Kofi Kingston. I said a B plus player. So all three of you are going to have to wrestle for the right to fight Daniel Bryan at Mania. So all three of them have the opportunity. And I think that's where you start to get your turn with Big E. Why are you pushing this turn? A, because I they, don't think this turn is happening. I don't think it's I happening. think it is. I think Big I, E's I think Big E's going evil. I don't think so. I th- why Why does it need to be... Why does it always have to be, oh, let's turn them. Let's turn them. Why can't this be a, a faction that is a faction of support? Because it always has been. It always has been. For the longest time. As long, and they've been around longer than a H- lot of factions get their chance to be. Hogan fucking wins the title and Hall and Nash support him. But he was already there's turned. Too, there's, too, there's too much money in the new day. There's too much money in them doing appearances. Um... Like the endorsements, the fact that the crowd actually loves them as a, a unit. They're too just, over. You know, they're too over. They're fucking, if you're taking Jericho down for playing a game, you're not going to write, oh, we're going to now separate the old three members of the fucking up, up, down, down. I don't know. I, I, I can see it. I can see it happening because it's one thing that not a lot of people are, go, are going to expect. See, I think you're wrong. I think I think a lot of no, people I, are predicting this. They're not turning. He's not turning. I hope I'm wrong because I like the new day the way they are. To be honest, I but I just for some reason I have a shaky feeling, and I hope that it's straight up, and I hope that that doesn't happen. I hope it's just he gets his match, and that's it. I just have this weird feeling that the way he said it at the end of SmackDown kind of leaves it a little vague. Why wouldn't he have just say, "Let's see if Kofi can beat Brian." You know what I mean? That's... Because he's Vince McMahon and he does what the fuck he wants. Well, that's true. <laughs> You're talking about the troll leader. Yeah, the, the, and that's why I'm saying this. That's why I have that, you know what I mean, that little thought that he is the ultimate troll. So you think it happens at Mania and there's your 15th or 16th or 17th match? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm back and forth on if it happens on SmackDown or if it happens at Mania. But yeah, I think he still has one more hoop to jump through. I mean, if you are going to play a kind of... Daniel Bryan yes movement storyline yeah I could see that being but who knows it what it, it would not end up being the new day it would end up being Rowan yeah yeah so for me for me this match determines the, the tone of Wrestlemania and by that I mean we know now this match is not going on last yes 
So I think where the fans have got behind Kofi and want him to win the championship, if Kofi doesn't win now, I think the audience goes flat. If he does win, I think that's a great feel-good moment that could overshadow the main event. Yeah, but it also carries you in good spirits to the main event, so now they can fuck you in the main event. True. Oh, so you, you think they would give you Kofi winning and then Ronda winning? I think if that's... Like, you, you're you going to ride on a high. with If Kofi wins, I think you can... I think it'll go Kofi, then a match, then Lesnar-Rollins, then... The women's. The women's match. Well, would you then agree, then, if Kofi wins the title and then Seth wins the title... Would you then turn around and think, well, Becky's not winning? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's Joe's, that's definitely Joe's been Joe's mindset for weeks, is that he thinks two out of three. No, I, th- I thought it was one out of three. Was it one out of three? I thought, oh, that's right, because I have two you out have of three. You have two out of three. I have, I have three. Kofi wins, that's all you get. I think you have a Brock retain and then a uh, Ronda win. Or a Charlotte or win. Or a Charlotte win. I don't know what the benefit would be for Brock keeping it. Who is still left? Uh, if you want to build a... I mean, you're right. I think Seth Rollins is at his highest peak that he's been in. And if he loses, you kind of hurt that. I mean, my, my, my thought, I don't know what you thought. I always thought that Seth will win. Um, McIntyre will beat Roman. And then it'd be McIntyre and Seth. Yeah, that was my that was my theory going a couple weeks back. That Roman now comes back and he's got a chink in his armor and he's able to be beaten now. The man, the, the unbeatable man is now beaten by your new monster who has proven to be a wrecking ball force yeah. on Raw and there's your, your main event superstar. I think that'll be, that's probably, that's probably where Seth loses. I think Seth probably loses at SummerSlam or something to McIntyre. As long as he gets his run and then, but I mean, McIntyre deserves it as well. But I think, yeah, I I have said all along, I think it's, I don't know. It, it's hard this to pick the two out of three. Draft or not, there might be another draft, and then everything's fucked up again. The, oh, yeah, there's already rumors that after the WrestleMania, um, after the WrestleMania Raw and SmackDown, that the following Raw and SmackDown will be the shakeup. Well, then that changes everything because they might if you, because there's rumors of Brock going to SmackDown, if Brock goes to SmackDown, does he wrestle, you know, will he wrestle an AJ? You know, does, does Seth stay on Raw and wrestle, for, I don't know, Mustafa Ali or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, It's hard, and this is the one thing, picking two out of three, because it's so hard to believe that they will change all three major titles. You know what I mean? It, it's... It doesn't seem conceivable, but a part of me wants to pick that. A part of me wants to pick Becky Lynch, Kofi, and Seth. But realistically, the WWE doesn't do that, and that that's what that's what stops you from doing it. They don't like to change almost all the titles. They like having them back and forth. So, I mean, honestly, if I have to pick the two out of three, I'm picking Kofi, and I'm picking Becky Lynch. And I think Brock... That's, that's what I'm saying. That you're kind of in a position now where the fans have dictated they want all three baby faces to win. Yes. I, I don't know whether you give that for that because remember, Vince wants the happy ending. Yeah. Even though last year's WrestleMania 
Brock Lesnar cage Roman Reigns as fucking heading. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't see him not ending with Becky Lynch as the champion. Vince always wants a happy ending. <laughs> Just not in the sense we're talking about. Is this going back to being on a street corner again? <laughs> exactly. it, all curn- it all comes full circle. <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to kind of wrap it up with Vince getting a happy ending on the corner. Uh, Eggy, thanks so much. Uh, it was good to have you back on finally. It's been a little bit. And um, we'll be uh, we'll have to have you back on after Mania is all said and done and uh, see, see where we are. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right, so uh, we hope you enjoyed our episode and, um, and breaking down a little bit of, of each card. And... Uh, Next time we will be talking to you. We will be coming live on Twitter from uh, New York, New Jersey, right? Ten minutes outside MetLife Stadium. We're just gonna like really film in Philadelphia, but put up a backdrop <laughs> so you think we're we are where we are, but we won't be there. You so, will be a satellite link. Yes, yeah, via satellite, just like they always used to do. So uh, we hope you enjoyed the show, and um, we will be talking to you next week. <laughs>